When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Research shows that nearly half of men and women in America have experienced psychological aggression from a partner. This includes verbal threats and controlling behavior, which is often labeled as a toxic relationship. One of the most common questions regarding toxic or abusive relationships is, why don't they just leave? Well, Jamie Mailer, a licensed psychotherapist, says most people who ask aren't looking at the full picture. I tell people, be very careful about the people in your life that take you out of context. And what I mean by that is they're taking you and putting you in this like fluffy world where you can just make a decision and there's no implications of those decisions. And I usually go pretty hard when I describe this to people because I don't like to mince my words. Mainly the difficulty is safety. Mailer specializes in relationship issues and trauma and says the idea of leaving can be terrifying. Even if the person realizes the abuse and wants to leave, it's not always as simple as just walking out the door. If I don't mince my words, I can say, well, would you leave someone? If you were in my house and I said, hey, if you leave, I'm going to kill your dog. Is that a choice? No. You're going to be like, okay, then I guess I'll stay. How long do you want me to stay for? I guess I'll stay for a few hours. Is that good with you? Really don't want my dog dead today. I use that language because that's typically how bad it gets. And while not everyone will threaten to harm a pet, this type of emotional coercion is a common tool to get a partner to stay in the relationship. The more subtle intimidations like trying to get you fired or slandering your character online can be just as scary as physical threats. Remember that they have loved ones, they have jobs, they have financial situations that sometimes them walking away puts all of that at threat. They all get threatened at the same time. And for many people, they're like, I can't handle that. I can't be penniless, worried about my life, worrying about my dog getting killed. I can't worry about my job. I have to just put my head down and make this relationship work. Mailer recently wrote Toxic Relationship Recovery, a guide to identifying, leaving, and healing from these emotionally abusive relationships. And this resource isn't just for victims, because many people fall into both roles at different stages of their lives. We're all going through this. I've been the toxic one. I've been the harmful one. I've literally lived a lot of the behaviors I wrote in the book. And I say, first of all, start with compassion. Realize that a lot of those behaviors were trauma-informed. They were protective. They were sometimes visceral defaults that we felt were the right decision in the moment. And ultimately, it hurt people. Additionally, many people don't realize the situation is unhealthy until they have the time and space to reflect back on that period of their life. Toxicity isn't always a conscious choice. In fact, Mailer says it's often the product of one or both partners being emotionally unskilled, meaning they only have the most basic coping strategies to use when faced with adversity. This behavior often escalates a simple difference of opinions into a full-on attack, And if you're on the receiving end, you'll notice that as the person gets defensive, they'll deflect any responsibility and put all the blame onto you. It's 
almost what I call almost like reptilian defense mechanisms. Like they're so survival based where like you're just panicking and you're going at your bare bones and you're like, I don't have any skills, but whatever bare bones skills I have, I'm going to use. This type of behavior can be easily overlooked. In fact, you might start adjusting your preferences to avoid future backlash. And though you may think that it's a compromise, it's really just ignoring the warning signs. Mailer says if we're aware of the yellow flags early in our relationships, we can get out before it gets worse. So a few of them would be being really, really threatened by other people. And I don't just mean other, you know, if this is your boyfriend and they're threatened by other men, I'm talking about if you have a really close relationship with a friend, that's a woman, like I'm a woman, right? So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to my best friend. We're really, really close. My new partner sees that and goes, why do you need to talk to her every day? I'm like, because she's my best friend. Like, I love her. Like, are you upset about that? Well, that hour that you're talking to your best friend, you could have been talking to me. Why are you choosing her over me? This behavior is often ignored and instead thought of as sweet. Your partner is jealous because they want to spend more time with you. What's wrong with that? Many people I work with where they're like, no, but like, doesn't that mean that they like love me more? Right? Like my past partner didn't really seem to have an opinion on if I hung out with like my friends or like if I hung out with maybe a person that I'm attracted, like a gender that I'm attracted to, like another guy, like do I have a guy friend, right? And so people who have that almost like yearning to be possessed, like they're like, I want you to want me so badly, right? Well, when you enter into a harmful dynamic and that person goes, I do want you badly. And the reason I want you so badly is because I want to control every aspect of your life. That's an easy oversight, right? Part of why this red flag is so easily ignored is because wanting to be wanted by someone is completely normal. Most of us want to be given someone's undivided attention and we want to be noticed. However, it becomes problematic when it escalates into an obsessive and controlling relationship. Mailer says it usually takes people three to six months after the relationship ends to truly realize how toxic the situation was. Many people will go, how did I not see it was so bad? How did I not see it? You might be talking to your bestie. They might be telling you about another story. And you're like, I mean, honey, I did see it. And I did say things. And I loved you. That's why I said some of those things. And some of those times that I said stuff, you got angry. You got really angry at me that I told you I'm seeing problematic things, right? So first of all, the first thing I would say is be compassionate to yourself because we aren't all going to see it. And sometimes it is going to take you three to six months, maybe longer to actually see the pattern. She compares it to having an object right in front of your eyes. Even though it's right there, it's too close to tell what you're looking at. You need that space to take a few steps back and see the full picture, which is why Mailer advocates so much for people who are healing from toxic relationships to give themselves grace. I tell people a lot of this is your own recognition of harmful behaviors, normalizing versus something that is not normal. It is not okay to be treated poorly every day. It's not okay for your partner to tolerate you. Nobody deserves to be tolerated. This recognition of self-worth is one of the first steps towards healing. That moment when you go, I deserve to be respected. Typically, that's a shift for many people where they go, 
every day. Every day I'm beaten down. Every day emotionally I'm treated like trash. And I don't deserve to be treated like trash. And maybe when you were younger and you were treated poorly, you were going, yeah, par for the course, guys. That's how I get treated. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. Like my partner treats me like that. My parents treat me like that. Any boss I've ever had treats me like trash. So why would I expect anything different? And typically the biggest pivot that happens with the people that are doing this recovery work is when they go and they wake up and they go, you know what? That's not acceptable anymore. A big part of realizing and maintaining your self-worth is healing your inner voice. Mailer says the trauma that can come from toxic relationships can completely tear you down and make that little voice in your head start saying nasty things. Let's say you've been in a relationship for 10 years and that entire time your partner was chipping away year by year, your partner was like, why are you wearing that to the gym? Why are you cutting your hair that short? And literally inch by inch, the partner was doing those little jabs, trying to get you to force yourself into a existence that wasn't aligning with how you naturally show up. So over time, you make adjustments to your style, personality, and even outside relationships to conform to what your partner prefers. And the longer this relationship lasts, the more you lose your authentic self. So when people get out, they look at me and they go, I don't know where to start because Every time I feel like I want to cut my hair short, there's a voice inside of me that says, you're going to be the ugliest person in the room. That's the trauma behind the inner voice. I go, that's not your voice. You're not ugly. And it doesn't matter if you have no hair or all the hair. You are allowed to express yourself. But after spending so much time letting others dictate how you view yourself, Mailer says many people's inner voice gets lost under everyone else's opinions. We don't know where to start. And rightfully so. Let's be compassionate to that person. Yeah, rightfully so. You were trying to survive. You didn't want to be bullied every moment of your life. So you said, you know what? I won't cut my hair past the chin because I don't want to be bullied. <laughs> None of us want to be bullied, right? So many people go, I'll just take one for the team and just not cut my hair that short, I guess. It's not that big of a deal. Okay, but now every little thing starts getting beaten out of you. And that's how you don't recognize your own voice. And even after getting out of a toxic romantic relationship, it's easy to let friends or family members take over that role. Mailer says that ending this cycle doesn't mean isolating yourself, but it is necessary to take time alone. Sit with your thoughts and tease apart the things you truly like, versus what your partner wanted you to like. How do you want to dress? Who do you want to hang out with? What TV shows do you like? Let's start there and start cultivating and nourishing that voice. Because when we nourish the external, we become the external. We don't want to do that. We want to be our own self. And when you can be radically honest with yourself, the healing can really start permeating your psyche. It can really go deep because you're saying... The only way I'm ever going to break the cycle is to say, first of all, this is not normal. And second of all, I deserve to have relationships that are healthy, including I deserve to be in a healthy relationship with myself. Mailer's book, Toxic Relationship Recovery, is available for pre-order wherever books are sold. You can find more information about Jamie Mailer and all of our guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.org. Our writer-producer is Kristen Farah. Our executive producer is Amira Zaveri. I'm Elizabeth Westfield.
And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big